This is Soundtrack, a music podcast about the music that impacts our lives. Every episode is a conversation of how music has shaped and influenced one's life, because music is the soundtrack to everyone's story. Soundtrack is hosted by Kyle Lifty. Hey everyone, I'm here with Anna Cardinal. How's it going? It's going good. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so I think you what you came to Baldwin Street in 2019. Is that right? That's correct. 2019. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we, long we've known each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, we're not co-workers anymore, but correct. we've gotten to hang out with each other. We've done karaoke with, yes. <laughs> with friends, for example. Yep. What you did, Heart uh, Alone. Correct. That's right? yeah. yeah, absolutely. With Hannah Gibson, that is a fantastic karaoke song. <laughs> Good, strong female duet. Yeah, I'm <laughs> surprised that that was something that you wanted to do, given how difficult some of those notes can be. Yeah. But yeah, you made it happen. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. So you originally are from uh, the Bay City area, even though you lived a little bit in Lansing as well. Yeah, well, born, born in Lansing. I have yeah. no memory living there, but yeah, yeah, from the east side, from the east side. That's what mm-hmm. you were told, right? Well, correct. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. From parents. Correct. <laughs> what was it like to grow up in Bay City? Oh, it's great. Bay City is beautiful. Have you ever been to the east side of Michigan? I mean, like Flint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. No, it's Bay City is a wonderful town. You know, we're on the bay, obviously. There's lots to do there great schools, and a good music program, you know, which I know is what we're going to talk about a lot here. And so I'm a, I'm a music kid. That's my background. I was in band and choir at Bay City Western High School, and that was a huge part of my life over there. Lots of good memories there. But yeah, Bay City is great. I, I really enjoyed living over there and, and that that's where I come from. Yeah. Growing up, you had a lot of influence from your parents specifically oldies for example yeah and then even some country mm-hmm. what were some of the oldie songs or artists that you as a kid maybe were forced to listen to yeah yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't go so far as to say forced i think it's a <laughs> neat part of being a little kid that you know those early music experiences just come from being in the car with your mom and dad and uh, yeah, different music for both. So um, when I was, you know, riding around with my mom, she loved to have the station over there. It was called Oldies 96. So, you know, Bay City people, I don't even know if that's what it is over there anymore. But she always used to say, you know, oh, this this is a song I grew up with. I remember, you know, me and my sister would be going here and there, and this is the song. Um, so, you know, the song that immediately came to mind was Daydream Believer by the Monkees that pops into my head anytime I think about those times riding around with my mom, having that music on. She loved Davy Jones and, you know, the poster, you know, she comes from that time. And I still, to this day, those songs come on and you have them memorized. It's just they, you know them and you knew them and you grew up with them. Sam Cooke, don't know much about history. You know that one? Okay. Archie's of course. And, uh, you know, that's all I jotted down in my notes, but good, good memories listening to that music with my mom. Do you remember, like, so with Daydream Believer, yeah. do you recall the the talking at the beginning? You know, even can I tell you what's interesting? When I was prepping for this, Kyle, I 
I did not remember that. Oh. I suspect that like when it came in on the radio, I don't think they included that. Do that's you a, think that's a good question to ask? I it it's always baffled me that they had the they talked, you know, on each so like back then you'd have a you'd do it all at once. Yeah. And so you'd have takes. Yeah. And so it just it always baffled me that they included the the spoken like conversations before the take. So is that true of other music at that time? Because I guess I've never noticed. There's a couple Beatles songs that do that too. Okay. But I mean, it's it's rare. And I suppose on the album it would be there, and that's a neat thing. But yeah. like I'm saying, I think I like, don't like think a radio. They, yeah, edit. I think they would have cut it right as the I yeah. Would, and when you look up the lyrics. It comes it's, up. it's it's right there. It says, what number is this? 7A. <laughs> you know, and that is what he says at the beginning. That is funny. And it's funny you mentioned that because when I was doing my prep for this and playing things on Spotify, I thought, what is, why don't I remember this? What is he saying? It's cool. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. But. What is it about the, the oldies songs for you looking back on your childhood? Obviously, there's probably some nostalgia that comes with it, but yeah, what's so special about it? Yeah, that's it, really. It's just the nostalgia of it. I, you know, are they great songs? Yeah, they are. They're great. They're classics. Yeah, you better say that about Sam Cooke. Yes, right, <laughs> exactly. Just nostalgia. You hit it right on. You know, you hear a song and you immediately remember where you were, how old you were, what you were doing. For example specifically that Sam Cooke song, Wonderful World. I have such a clear memory of being a little girl. My mom's sister lives, you know, has lived now her whole adult life in Marquette. Um, so I would spend summers up north. You know, I have cousins there. And yeah. there was this place called Shiras Pool. And they would take us to Shiras Pool, you know, us kids, my brother and my cousins. And we would spend the whole day there. And this was the kind of music they played. And I just, I have a clear memory of, that Sam Cooke song coming on and we were all singing along because we knew it because that's what our moms were listening to. And yeah, it just memories. They immediately come back to you when you hear that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about uh, country with your dad. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, uh, he was a farmer. You know, he had a disgusting old pickup truck, like (laughs) truly terrible. It's, you know, he was a dairy farmer, so it smelled like cows and um you know shit (laughs) and uh uh, but no we we would ride around in it and he would pick me up from school and it was just country was on in his car so when I'm with my mom we're listening to those oldies and when I'm in dad's truck we have the country music station on so that that's where that all came about okay what uh I mean is that something that you still connect with today or was that just because of your dad yeah, I like, well, let me tell you, I'm a singer. That is my background too. And I think country music is particularly great to sing along to, you know, probably more so than pop songs that aren't that lyrical. Typically a country song, you can really sing along. And I always love that about country music. So does it have to do with the lyrics or the the, the way in which the vocals are being 
projected just melody or? just okay. i think they they sing more you know yeah. sing singer songwriter just kind of that country vibe they just sing more you know where a pop song is maybe just beats and yeah. you know some some stuff and cool okay. things which of course we all love too Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, country isn't making up a majority of what I am tuning into today, but I love going back to those old songs. So yeah, to answer your question, no, I don't have a ton of country in my life right now, yeah. but that was an important part of my childhood. Yeah. What artists were, or was it just whatever was on the radio for your dad? So whatever was on, I have a memory of being really small and Every time a woman was singing country yeah. music, I would say, Daddy, is this Reba McIntyre? <laughs> so, no. 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 <laughs> there's, there's, believe it or not, other women are, you know, of course she was big at that time. Trisha Yearwood immediately is a favorite from that time. And so Trisha Yearwood, she's in love with the boy. Love that one. In fact, while I was prepping for this, you know, you still, you know, all the lyrics. They yeah. never leave you. You yeah. have it memorized. She was also um, the first CD I ever bought. That's kind of a, when we grew up, that it was an important part of, of life was going and buying a CD for your boom box. You know, we used to do that. Youths who are listening. And she was the first CD I ever bought. Sound, songbook, I think it was called, that particular album. So her for sure. And then, you know, Garth, of course. And that's Garth. what my dad was usually listening to. My dad was working from home, you know, now later at this time, farming, then working from home. And so he was there when I was getting ready for school. Always Garth Brooks, always going all the yeah. time. So, yeah, and others. But. It's it's crazy how, you know, Garth, he took country to a whole nother level for a multitude of reasons. It, it's fascinating to me how prior to him, how obsolete maybe the country was. And then he kind of, I mean, he was selling out everything and everywhere. So, and probably still does. I just saw he recently was somewhere. I have a friend in Ireland who, so he went and saw Garth at like a 80,000 seat football arena. And Garth did like five nights. Yeah. In Ireland. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, he's legendary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's timeless. So. W- what we wish, though, Garth, is why can't we find you anywhere? He. Do you know about this? Well, I, he. I saw nothing on YouTube. Nothing on Spotify. I mean, that's oh. I mean, that's just his decision, obviously. But. No, I didn't know so, about that. You know, if I don't have my old Garth CDs, which I'm sure are somewhere. Yeah. You can't stream Garth. Did you know that? No. I don't listen to Garth. (laughs) Come on, Kyle. Yeah, no, he's not. You can't find him. He's not on the internet. So iTunes? I don't, I mean, Uh -uh. I can't. Spotify, no. YouTube, no. Wow. Unless you were able to like, you know, maybe buy the digital download, I suppose, and purchase. But like for streaming, yeah, he's not. It's killing me. Weird. It's very weird. I thought you meant like, we don't know where he is. (laughs) Well, I don't. Like, I meant like <laughs> physically in, phys- in physical like form. I was like, I saw him no. at the Kennedy Center uh, honors earlier this year. Yeah. We know he's alive, <laughs> but yeah, I just you know, like, every now and then I think, oh, I want to stream 
you know, yeah. thunder rolls and can't, <laughs> can't, can't do it. <laughs> so let's uh, talk about later elementary. Yeah. You have this, I think, really memorable moment with the Lion King soundtrack, but it's not just, <laughs> it's not just Lion King, but other Disney movies as well that you're listening to. And it, this is like prime 90s. Yeah. Disney. <laughs> yeah. So Lion King, that wasn't so much me. That was also dad. Yeah. He was just obsessed with Lion King soundtrack. It's great music. Elton I mean, it's John. Elton John. For me, the Hercules soundtrack. Okay. So after my Trisha CD, the second CD I ever bought for myself for my boombox was the Hercules soundtrack. And to this day, is my, you know, some of my all-time favorite Disney music is coming from that. You know, not much else. I wasn't, you know, like obsessive about Disney music or anything like that. Yeah. I like I like it just fine and it's great usually. Yeah, Hercules soundtrack though. Do you know it? I'm I'm not familiar. Like Go the Distance is Michael I'm, Bolton. Yeah, there, I mean there's some, but not like not like The Lion King or right. Pocahontas right. or Tarzan. It certainly wasn't as well known, I don't think. Yeah. Has like a little cult following, I su suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the extent of my Disney, though. Okay. Yeah. Middle school, it's a full on, just absolute pop at this time. Full it's the pop. Late, it's the late 90s. So, yep. Spice it's 1998. Girls, Britney Spears. Britney. Backstreet Boys. That's the gateway. Yeah. Yeah. Is that mean just because that's what was on the radio? Yes. Friends? What? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, this is the transition. We talked earlier about how I wasn't necessarily choosing music for me as a young, you know, little kid. When you're in fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you're starting to choose what you like and choose what you listen to. And for me, that was full pop all the time, you know. Baby One More Time, Britney Spears, 1999. <laughs> if you're a girl my age, yeah. I mean, and arguably gentleman too, that song, like when that, ba -da -da, I mean, that is powerful. Like that's such an important part of my life. And that was, I remember, I mean, that was the song that, that was, and then after that, it was everything, you know, then it's sync, and then it's Backstreet Boys and I have Spice Girls on here. I mean, that was earlier though, Spice Girls and my all-time favorite, and you ask anyone my favorite song, anyone, they're going to tell you my all-time favorite song is Mbop by Hanson, okay? Um, <laughs> don't laugh at me, Kyle. I mean, I've already, I've already judged you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hanson, you know, but that came a little bit before, but Britney, that's, yeah. that's everything. I grew up, you know, I was right, I mean, I was 12, 13, right. and that was everything. Britney, yeah, in sync. We lived it. Mm -hmm. Why do you think artists like Hanson or Britney Spears, why did they resonate with you at that age? I have no idea. And <laughs> listen. That's fine. When I think you that, go back. I think that makes sense. Yes. When you, when you go back, in fact, I see memes about this all the time. The lyrics are terrible. When you listen to the lyrics of Baby One More Time, it's like, abuse me, hit me again, because I can't be alone. Like that's the worst possible message you could give a young girl about a relationship. 
But there was something about that song. I'm sure it has to do with hooks and just, you know, that science of making a pop song, beats and rhythms. Yeah. It just gets you. Well, it's actually, if I remember correctly, it's made by a Swedish man. So even the language, it's coming from a a Swedish to English. Translated? Translation. I did not know this. Yeah. So there's like, elements of sentences or phrases that don't make sense in our language but would from somebody from sweden i have never heard that yeah that is awesome so not to say that the you know the hit me (laughs) is acceptable (laughs) obviously but just that lost in translation yeah that that might be a part of it in some way i have never heard that i'll be researching yeah and so and so then the same guy max martin i believe he made the beats too okay and so it has that euro kind of like yeah, pop feel to it yeah which i also love i don't think i put that in here in my notes but that was a it's all that same and it's literally you can listen to one ace of bass song over another ace of bass song over another and probably even a britney spears song yeah, they're all the same song. <laughs> Most of them are in the same key too, which mm-hmm. is great. I'm curious why. So you're not the only person that I know from your that's in their 30s that loves Mbop. Really? That's good to know. You're like, there's, it's like so many other people, mostly females. Hey. And I'm just like, why? What? What? <laughs> what is it? about that song that just I think made it so big and that people will still go see Hanson. Yes. Hanson to this day. And you know they're still making music. Yeah. Good music. Do you I, follow I them? I've been heard. On Instagram. Wow. Yeah, Hanson Fest, Hanson Days. It's all and yeah, you're absolutely right. It's women my age, mostly. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm sure at that time, I mean we loved Taylor. That's all that's all it was. We were obsessed with him. We were in love with him until like, you know, Justin Timberlake came along and took his place. But no, I don't know. I don't know why we're collectively obsessed with Hanson. Uh, I sure am. I can't tell you why. (laughs) In middle school, you were learning to play several different instruments during band. What were they and what kind of impact did they have on you? Yeah, we did um, beginning band for, you know, where I grew up was sixth grade. So I was 11. Um, I was doing piano a little bit before that. Mom, my mother studied piano at Michigan State, is a wonderful piano player. Piano was important to her. She wanted us to have that music theory background before we went into beginning band. Yeah. Um, So we only had to do it for a little while. I did it fourth through sixth grade, and then I was allowed to stop because then I'm in band and that's what I'm interested in. And yes, I was 11 about when I started learning to play the trumpet. I didn't play French horn until I was a senior in high school and I needed another class. So I took both bands. Okay. (laughs) They didn't need any more trumpet players in the other band. So my director, Craig Heidenberg is his name. He handed me a French horn. He goes, here, play this. And so (laughs) that's my French horn experience, but what was it like to go from the trumpet to the French horn in, yeah. in that? It's not hard. It's not hard. 
In fact, here at Hudsonville, just a little side note, they run their beginning band program where every high brass player starts on trumpet no matter what. Uh, And then they have an opportunity to switch to French horn before seventh grade. So they have no sixth grade French horn players here in Hudsonville Public Schools. And I have heard that some other beginning band programs do that also. Okay. So you get the theory, you're starting to learn, you know, just the physical technique of making sound. It's not hard to transition to French horn. You are pushing keys, you know, buttons or whatever, valves. I don't know what language people know here. With your left hand instead of your right, and some fingerings are different, but it's pretty similar. I'm not a French horn expert, though. Can I make sure that we put that out there? (laughs) No, you're fine. It was a very short time in my life. What was it like to, I mean, this is something that you still, even today, uh, you know, are still deeply involved in. How meaningful was it to pick up the trumpet? for you yeah band is everything band i don't know i'm a band kid were you a band kid kyle okay okay unfortunately no it's just so important and i don't know if it gets so important because you're with that cohort you know that group of your your fellow students your friends for so long You know, you take a math class in sixth grade, it's not likely that that exact group of kids is going to be in your math class from six through 12. That's a neat thing about band. So you become very close. In fact, where I come from in Bay City, you know, band is a family is something that we talk about all the time because it's true. And so it's more about, you know, that it's about making music, of course, too, but it's just, it's your community, it's your family, it's your place. Yeah, band is everything. Very important to me. Yeah. I'm still involved with it to this day, my hometown, my high school. And I did choir too. I should mention, and and I love to sing. In fact, singing is what I do more now. I don't pick up a trumpet and play anymore. Honestly, I don't. I'm not involved with community band or anything as an adult. I assist with band camps and things like that. And I'm, you know, I'm always talking to my current students about band and I talk about band a lot, but I haven't picked up a trumpet really since college marching band. But choir and vocal music, that you can do all the time. Yeah. You can do that anytime. So I, you know, I have that as well. We'll elaborate on what that looks like. Uh, is it just singing in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I sing in class. Okay. Uh, I'm sure my students, students love give you that. A hard time? No. In fact, you know, I got at the end of the year last spring, typically I've got passing time music on. A lot of teachers do that. I'm typically singing along. Not to entertain anyone, but just while I'm getting ready and doing my work because it comes natural, you know. You got a song on that you like, you're going to sing along. Mm -hmm. And then my students will sing along. And in fact, I had a student last year as we were getting ready to leave in June and she wrote me a little note and she said, thank you for the karaoke times. You know, she specifically said she kind of liked that. Other than that, no, I am not involved in any formal choral groups over here either. I probably should be college though I did a cappella and was in a ladies acapella group at Central Michigan did vocal music there too in addition to marching band what was it like to be a part of that group at CMU yeah it was awesome I I didn't do that we were called on the rocks I wasn't in it very long because after a while you kind of have to <laughs> buckle down and do other important things for your you know classwork but yeah such a fun time 
always loved just making music. In fact, we were talking earlier about one of the things I love about country music is it's just great to sing along with. Typically, my favorite songs are ones where they have a great harmony. Yeah. That's just easy to pick up, you know, land on it, do it. And that's, I love that. I love to harmonize. You know, I was always an alto um, or a soprano two, so which means middle. So rarely I wasn't, you know, always singing the melody. Love harmonies, love to harmonize and make music that way. And you can really do that with country music too. Mm-hmm. So all my favorite songs are easy to sing to. Are you a fan of Pitch Perfect? Yes, of course, <laughs> Kyle. Are you? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I actually... Um... I mean, I, I've only seen a few celebrities in my life. Anna Kendrick was one of the few celebrities I've ever seen. So, where? Did, what do you mean? Where did you see her? At a film festival in Toronto. Nice. She actually yelled at somebody because they were like being ridiculous, and she, she like called the person out. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, she's great, and she and she can sing and does. Yeah, that movie is is that's how it was so it's spot on yeah Yeah. love it love it let's backtrack to high school okay there's a continuance of a lot of top 40 pop yep see i kind of sensed like uh some branching out like willing to try some new styles or new genres of music for example like ben folds five outcast to name a couple talk about why it was expanding So I have always said and will always say that my music taste is quite boring because, as we've mentioned, most of what I'm listening to is top 40. It's whatever's on the radio. Whatever's playing in the car, that's what I'm listening to in my free time. But get to high school, and now you're in other people's car. (laughs) And as we know, um, the driver is picking the music. So this Ben Fold song, Landed, it's called, that I selected here for this particular part of my life you know I'm just driving around with my friends and this is what they have on and so that's any of these that appear to be branched out (laughs) it's likely someone else was picking that music for me but then you know we've been talking about the nostalgia and the memory of it and and so it's still to this day a favorite of mine because I was there and I experienced that that time and that memory with my friends I mentioned uh, I, I jotted down in my notes here, Vanessa Carlton song, A Thousand Miles, which by the way, I don't know if this is a TikTok thing, but all the kids right now, when I say kids, middle school kids that I'm working with, they know this song. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Why? Yeah. Or? I have to believe it's a TikTok thing. Yeah. But when I play it, they know it and they sing it and it's cute. It's crazy how... I'm all in favor of this because it's it's not just current music that kids are experiencing, but to for them to come across like like you said, this song or a Fleetwood Mac Dream song. Mm-hmm. Like how incredible is it for because of TikTok that they can connect with a song that that their parents listen to that they would if it wasn't for that social media right. outlet, they would have never known about it. 
Right. And I'm okay with that too. I love it too for that reason. In fact, I think I saw that the Fleetwood Mac Rumors album like all of a sudden shot to the top of either, you know, Spotify or iTunes or something. Yeah. After that, that guy on his skateboard drinking his cranberry juice. Yeah, I know. I think that is cool. I like that too. I think there's people our age out there who go, you know, I see things online where they say, this isn't a song from TikTok. You know, this was a song before TikTok. But of course, little kids, they're like, oh, that's a TikTok song. That's how they say it. And that's fine. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I just think it's cool that music is a huge part of that app. So I think that's neat that Mm -hmm. stuff is getting recirculated up. Yeah. With high school, music choices start to get personal and Mm -hmm. emotional. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So... (laughs) So first breakup, right? Like you're in high school, first real breakup. Now, I know some of my girlfriends probably had little boyfriends when they were younger, but like real breakup. Yeah. That's high school. You know, devastating. Yeah. And then music is such a part of that, you know, and to this day. But I remember, you know, I was a senior, that Breakaway album by Kelly Clarkson. She was new at the time. You know, American Idol was brand new. We know she was the first winner of that breakaway album I mean I wore it out I just loud in my car just loud like scream crying this music since you've been gone well and hazel eyes and just all this stuff because of that because I was going through that and processing that um and we all did that yeah. I think and yeah. and so yeah music when you're driving when you're an adolescent when you're going through those things the music you're playing is like very carefully selected and it's very powerful and meaningful. Why do you think it is during that time in everyone's life? I don't know. Hard to say, but I don't know. I'm sure there's some kind of science behind, you know, we're not ready to process those feelings yet. And so that's why I'm like an adult. I, I don't know. It just, I was just curious what your thoughts Yeah, were. no, and I think, yeah, I think we just, I think all of us, we we link a song in the way it makes us feel with how we want to feel or what emotions we want to get out. Yeah. I want to be sad and live in this sadness. I'm going to listen to songs that make me feel the way I want to feel right now, the way I think that I feel, the way I feel. Music obviously does that. Yeah. And we know that. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting too, that this reminded me of that I think so often what we're seeing with music currently, us as educators, this comes to mind because we we want what's best for our students. And I I wonder if what's currently been going on within music uh, trends for students is typically like uh, something that's chill. Okay. And so if, if students are having to be on like the highest level of performance with whether it's school or activities outside of school, something chill is their way to mm. chill Yeah, and to like decompress even. Yeah. So I hear that. Yeah. And I mean, that's I what know. we were doing too. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's no, it's like, it's not any different from when we were growing up I feel like yeah trying to process or at least have the ability to 
set the mood with mm-hmm. whatever we're listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And music does that. Yeah. And that's such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Let's talk about college. Sure. There's there's kind of two parts that come with this. Yep. First off, you is that where you met Josh? Nope. I actually I I grew up with Josh. Okay. We are from the same hometown. I didn't... We did we went to high school together. Nice. We we just we were in different circles. We Yeah. I knew of him. <laughs> no, we he and I connected after summer summer times usually when I was coming home from school. Yeah. And what's what's interesting is you don't have common interest in music, but no. you have a commonality that you share though. Yeah. Yes. So my husband Josh, he loves classic rock for all the reasons that I listed the things I love from my childhood. His parents. Okay. That that was what they listened to. Exactly. And I mean that's always fun too. Heart and well, we mentioned I do I do love some heart songs. Yes. I couldn't even begin to tell you because that is just not what I'm interested in. Now, my older brother, Adam, would be so upset and devastated to hear me say that because that's kind of his vibe, too. But I like it. Yeah. Does it get me hyped? Sure. It's just not what I listen to in my free time. Uh So that's his vibe. I like pop. You know, he he doesn't really get into that. He loves Billy Joel. And I do, too. Because of him, you know, I, I probably didn't listen to a lot of Billy Joel until he and I were dating, and uh, he would always have it on in his truck, probably because I told him to turn off the classic rock because I just wasn't feeling it, <laughs> you know, and you want to, you know, whatever the pretty girl says, that's what you're going to do. So he would say, hey, well, I got this Billy Joel greatest hits, and he would pop it in. And so now I connect it to that, those memories, and to this day, you know, 10, 11, 12 years later... When we take a road trip, that's what we listen to. And it's just good, good memories. And it's yeah. just good, good feelings when we listen to Billy Joel. Or we just turn the music off because, yeah, we don't, we don't listen to the same things. And that's right. okay. What are some of the Billy Joel songs that you appreciate? Yeah. So Vienna, I love. Yeah. New York State of Mind, I love. <laughs> Any, I mean, anything. What's the one that goes, come on, da, 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 don't make me wait. Do you know that one? Da, da, yeah. Da, da, um, da, 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 da. Come out, Virginia. Yeah. Only, Only the, the good, good die, die young. young. Yeah. I like that one, too. Yeah. And, and all of it. All of it. I love all of it. I love the fast stuff. You know, the we didn't start the fire. <laughs> That's fun. The slow ones. Yeah. Yeah, all of it. I, I'm not good with titles, but all of it. All of it. It's just good. It's good. Good memory. It's Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. You also, during this time with college, you're first hearing a female artist, Sarah Bareilles. Yes. And who we love. Oh, my God. What, for you, was so special about listening to her? So I will keep connecting it back to because it's sing-alongable, right? It, you hear it. And just, and I, again, I don't know if that's because I'm a vocalist, but it's easy to sing with a Sarah Bareilles song. It just, it feels, you can't help but to sing along, particularly with Love Song. Yeah. All of her music, Waitress included. Are you familiar? The musical. 
that she actually is in right now on Broadway for a short time to bring it back. No. They opened, they reopened their first show post COVID was last week. And the music from Waitress is outstanding. She wrote that musical. She did. No, I had no idea. Kaleidoscope, everything. Just anything Sarah Bareilles I love. She was new when Love Song came out and we we're like, oh my God, this is great. Particularly because at that same time I was involved in that acapella group. And so we would we would sing her stuff. And I I did, and I yeah. sang her stuff in that group. So have you seen the unfortunately it got canceled, but uh she was like a producer of a show. Yeah, girls Little five. Voice. Oh, yes. It's on Apple. Sorry, yes. I am familiar with Little Voice. I know the music from Little Voice. I have not seen it. Okay. I don't have Apple anything. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. I'm joking. <laughs> He's you, pointing to my you. my work MacBook. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I know Little Voice. Beautiful. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. And then she was just in Girls 5 Eva. Oh. Which are you did you see anything about that? I've I think that's a peacock tra- thing. Yeah, I've only seen trailers. They're meant to be like a 90s, yeah. 2000s girls group that are coming back. And I haven't seen any of that yet either, but love her. Nice. Yeah, love that. I'm just I'm curious with Sarah. I mean, for a lot of people, they may be familiar with like advertisements that her songs got played on. Like what? Wait, why like, don't I, I know like about this? Brave was one of those. Oh, I thought yeah. Love Song was yeah. A, like, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for you, though, it wasn't just like some, it's not just some cool song that is a part of a, a product placement, you know? Right. Like it's, she means so much more to you as like a, like one of your faves. Yeah. Besides just being able to sing along to, like, is there something in the lyrics that you're able to connect with? Yeah, there is. You know, I've been thinking about this recently. I feel like most of the time when you ask a person, particularly a kid, about their favorite song, it's almost always about lyrics, 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 words, like it's poetry, which, you know, it is. What's interesting, Kyle, about me that's rarely what is important to me. And I mean, we spoke about when I was, you know, in high school. And of course, the, those words were important at that time. For me, most of the time, I'm not always connecting with lyrics. Sometimes I am. It truly, for me, is all about the music of it all. Just mm. like I said, I'm, it's something that I love to sing so I love the song. I don't care what the words are probably. Like I said, harmonies, those will get me, you know, yeah. and I don't care what the words are that those harmonies are over. Just a chord progression that makes you go, oh my God, you know, that's that kind of stuff is what makes me love a song. And typically I don't always care what the words are. That's one of the last things for me that I'm that I'm connecting with. So no, that's not usually what it is. Just the music of it all for me. Well, and I feel like Sarah does such a great job of the all the musical elements that come, not just with the vocals, but the instrumentalization mm-hmm. of it all. Absolutely, too. she's I a mean, it's fabulous just, piano player. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, 
just an amazing mm -hmm. singer-songwriter. Yeah. Truly great at her craft. By the way, Sarah Brailis was also in acapella at, I want to say UCLA. I know for sure it was a school in California. Okay. I've seen old, old, old like videos on YouTube of her. My, my college roommate, Katie, would know exactly what I'm talking about and yeah. would be able to tell you more about it. <laughs> but yeah, she's got that background too. Makes sense too, mm -hmm. just given mm -hmm. her voice and yeah, all of that. Yeah. So, post college, you yep. you moved to Nebraska and you also mm. lived in Missouri for a little bit. Well, I was on the Kansas side. Oh, I was on the Kansas side. That's a big yeah, deal. I yeah. Well, not not as much as you might think. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe to you. <laughs> I tell people I lived in Kansas City, which I did, and so we know that Kansas City is Kansas City, Missouri. However, it's uh, right on the border yeah. of Kansas and Missouri, and I did live on the Kansas side. So I would never say I lived in Missouri, probably, but I did live in Kansas okay. and Nebraska. You are correct. Yeah. So some big changes in your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got married as well. Yep. And what kind of music was driving your attention at that time? When I graduated from Central Michigan, uh, and my husband was at Michigan Tech at the time, and he was graduating, and he got a big job out there in Omaha. Um, so I went with him, naturally. This Jason Mraz song, I Won't Give Up, it was just on the radio all the time. We've said now a couple of times that that's typically what I'm listening to, yeah. is what's on the radio. We also keep connecting things back to acapella, so I'm going to make that connection one more time. Uh, the The male version of my acapella group at Central, the male version was called Fish and Chips. And my very good friend Marnie arranged for his group this song, I Won't Give Up. And one of the last things I did before I left Mount Pleasant was I went to the Fish and Chips concert with my friends. And I didn't know that song at the time. So that was my first time hearing it, okay. was that group performing it, Marnie, my friend specifically, singing it. You know, it was something like that weekend was graduation, and literally, if I'm remembering correctly, not two or three days later, we left. You know, we got in the car and we drove to Omaha. Wow. So it was like a lot of big life things happened within a week or two. <laughs> yeah. And so naturally, you have strong memories of what was going on at that time. So when I went to the Fish and Chips concert, they did this song. I didn't know it yet. And then I kept hearing it on the radio and I kept hearing it. In fact, I remember making the drive out to Omaha and it just kept coming on and kept coming on. And, you know, I remember just like bawling, not that I was homesick or scared or, you know, afraid to go and make this big life change, but just leaving college is significant. That's the best time of your life. I don't know for most, maybe, maybe not everyone, but for me and just leaving those people and leaving that group and those friends, that was hard. And that song, and I don't know if you're familiar with it at all. A little bit. It's a, it's one of those, we've been talking about how the music will just get you. Like it grabs your heart and it's yeah. just, poof, yeah, heavy. So you move back uh, to Michigan. Yeah. And Maybe even in your time out west, uh, we could talk about Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, we should. Go always ahead. should listen, to, or <laughs> always should talk about Taylor Swift. Go ahead. <laughs> well, okay, so we, we had mentioned that, you know, although, yeah, I grew up on country, I wasn't huge into country when I was that age. So I wasn't listening to much Taylor Swift in her, you know, early Taylor Swift, which we know was country yeah. all the time, 100%. 
I feel that this song, and Abby Labarge will maybe tell me that I'm not correct on this, but when Shake It Off came out, I remember folks being like, whoa, this is a shift. And maybe there was a song or two of hers before that that was starting to shift. But I remember real specifically on the internet, particularly, her fans being like, whoa, this is different now. This is not a country song at all. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, obviously a lot of people didn't like that, but for me, I remember being like, well, dang, this is a good track. Like, I love this. I love that song to this day. And that, that was, you know, right around that time. I, w- I was still in Kansas at that time, but right around when I was moving back, yeah. listening to that song, I used to jog to it. It's something like 120 beats per minute yeah. or something, which is my jogging pace. <laughs> I would just put it on repeat. Do, go do my run. I don't do that anymore, but I love that song to this day. Interesting. So I just got back from Nashville. Yes. And we took a guided tour of Nashville. So we're so. right downtown, right near Broadway. And there's this mural of all of the legendary country singers. And either Hannah or the guide pointed out Taylor was no longer there. Like, was there and then isn't anymore? Yeah. Uh-oh. I paint over her? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> well. Just kind of like, uh, That's whoa. rude, but. I didn't know it was that big of a deal within the country circle, but. It's hard to say. Yeah. But, I, I mean, we know it's it's different now. Yeah. I love that about her. I think some folks just, I don't know get get upset when someone changes their mind like I don't know we're human can I do a different thing now I'm 15 years older than I was then yeah you know or whatever and and she's not want to make different music is all yeah she's not the first person to do this right Bob Dylan made changes other other artists have made changes Hootie and the Blowfish went the other direction yeah (laughs) he went from Hootie to what's he called now Darius Rucker Darius yeah you can't do the same thing all the time. That was that would be tragic. You have to do different stuff, I think, as an artist. So good for her. Good for Taylor. Yeah. Taylor, I'm proud of you. What's interesting is in the last few years, you've kind of gone rather than, I mean, you still do listen to a couple occasional pop hits, mm-hmm. which we'll get into in a second. Yeah. But you have had this kind of, going back to your childhood kind of time lately and so a lot of late 90s yeah pop again I don't always seek out well not that I ever did I suppose but what's new I usually am going back to all these songs we've talked about today like what what were these songs that give me good memories give me good feelings and make me feel good and uh yeah if you know me you know that 90s late 90s early 2000s that's just that's what I love to listen to I have a my girlfriends and I were just up north we have a Spotify playlist called summer 1999 Mm -hmm. it's great it's literally probably the best collection of music I could ever hope for I do as a teacher I like listening to what are my kids listening to too because that does help us connect to them and as you know, we're living in Olivia Rodrigo's world right now. And uh, yeah, hey, I love her. She's 
truly fantastic. She's amazing. So amazing. I, I, I mean, I when I first listened to Driver's License, I was blown away. Yeah. Abs- and then to, and she then, broke the internet basically yeah. that week with that song. I recall. And you're like, and she's 17. At the time, I think. Right. She was 17. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. And then it got better from yeah. there. You know, Deja Brut- Vu came out. Yeah, brutal. Brutal came out. You know, Sour Album dropped. My song that I of hers that I love is Happier. Some people don't like that song because they get hung up on that funny, the way she does that syllable. Okay. She says, you know, but don't be happier. And they people don't like that. I love that, though. <laughs> and I love that song. This is one where I'm connecting to the lyrics okay. very much so. And I, I, like I said, I don't do that often. But Why um, do you connect with it? I was just talking to someone about this recently. All the things that she's saying are things we as humans have thought and no one has ever said it out loud. And so she's obviously speaking about a relationship. You know, the gist of the song is I want you to be happy. I do. Yeah. And this new person you're with is beautiful. She looks so sweet. You know, I think she says that be happy, but don't be happier than you were with me. And not even in the context of a relationship. I was talking to someone recently, even my former students, I have this selfish thing where I'm, when they come back and visit me, I want to hear about the teachers they love. And at the same time in my head, I'm like, don't love anyone more than you loved me. <laughs> I think we all get those feelings. You can put that in any situation. Yeah. No. And I just think it's awesome. It's just a very good song. I also love singing, you know, belting that one too. Yeah. It's very singable. Mm-hmm. We have a, a coworker who she's mentioned to to me that the album Sour is like the five stages of grief. Yes. And when you listen to it top to bottom, as one should, yeah. it does oh, yeah. you know, it gives you it starts and then she gets angrier and angrier and angrier and angrier. And then yes, there's a shift. And then the message is a little bit different. And then at yeah. the end she's kind of moved on. Oh, I totally agree. It's brilliant. Yeah. Really I, well just, done. It makes, for me, it just makes me excited to see the future of music. Same. And not to be like the, the typical, uh, music's not as good as what it used to be right. argument. Yes. That every generation has made right. in the last 70 years. I totally agree. Yeah, there's good music being made right now. So oh. good for her. Yeah, love Rodrigo. Love him. What do you think? Because this is a question I've thought a lot lately in, in since early this year. Why do you think her music resonates with young people so much? Well, she's angry, for sure. A little angsty. I think she's meeting them where they're at. You know, do you know the song Jealousy? Mm-hmm. It's, that's social media. She says, jealousy started following me. You know, I'm, she's yeah. comparing herself you can't help it. These right. kids, I mean, gosh, sometimes I am grateful that we didn't grow up in that. I don't know what my life would be like if I grew up with Instagram and Snap and TikTok. You know, they're navigating that. It's hard. Right. And I- she's talking about that and those things that they're experiencing. And what's interesting is 
these are literally things I haven't experienced. Breakups, sure. Social media comparisons, Instagram, as a youth, I've never experienced that. I guess I might experience it now, but I'm old enough and mature enough to just like mute, block, unfollow. Like they don't get that yet. They yeah. don't have that yet. Well, it, I mean, even in my experience with both at Hudsonville and at Godwin Heights, like it's all about the number of followers. Yes. Right? Like How many likes? It's just – Yeah. Like they and they know the number yeah. on the top of their head. Like, I have thirteen hundred followers yeah. or whatever the number is, right? And they know each other's. I'm willing to bet. Yeah. And how, yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah, and I think that that's maybe why you know these kids are particularly connecting to her because she's uh, telling their story, sort of. Yeah, and absolutely. Writing about what they're dealing with, kind of in the way that you know I spoke about the Kelly Clarkson album. She was singing about what I was dealing with at that time, which maybe were just different things. And I happen to think that those two albums have a similar vibe. And was thinking to myself that a girl who's in maybe 11th grade right now, who's listening to this Sour album, when that girl's 35 and she's reflecting back on that album, she'll be thinking about it the same way I'm thinking about the Kelly Clarkson breakaway. Yeah. Yeah. It's just where they're at right now. What is it about music that uh, we enjoy as humans? Why do we listen to music? Boy, that's hard to say. I think we've spoke about lyrics. You know, you're connected to lyrics. You know, I talked about how that's not always what I'm listening for. I'll give another example. You know, as a band kid, which now we've talked about a couple of times, a lot of music that I really enjoy that that I wouldn't have put on my soundtrack list, but that is powerful to me is just instrumental orchestra, you know, orchestra. Yeah. You know, I go and I, even these kids, I go to the orchestra concert. I listen to the band concert. I'm not connecting to lyrics <laughs> with any of that. And it still makes you feel something. And so that's where I always say, it's not necessarily about these lyrics, music and the way it's, built and made and written and played and performed, it makes you feel something. You can't help but have a reaction when you've got a like a dissonant chord and then it resolves and you're like, oh, that was tight. <laughs> you know, it's just, it makes you feel things. Just, you know, the way that, that art, you know, visual art makes you feel things and nature makes you feel things. Music does too. I think it's the emotional response. That's why I think people really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anna, thanks for doing this. Thank this you was so awesome. much. It was so awesome. We could go on and on, I think. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack with Kyle Lichty. Each person interviewed has created a playlist of the very songs that have impacted their life. If you are interested in listening to their playlist, you can head straight to our website at soundtrack.fireside.fm. Click on Soundtrack Playlist and it will take you straight to their playlist on Spotify. If you like the podcast and want to know more, check out our Instagram at Soundtrack Podcast or leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Join us next time on Soundtrack.